What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and I'm the Women's Ministry Director of New Vision's Buchanan Campus. And today we are continuing our study through the book of John. Um, And we are in chapter 3, verses 22 through 36, which I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Inon near Salim because water was plentiful there and people were coming and being baptized for John had not yet been put in prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification and they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing and all are going to him. John answered, A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hear him, hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Well, I love these verses. I love all of scripture, and um, this also does not disappoint. So what are these verses about? Who and what are we talking about? Well, it starts right out reminding us kind of where we are in the timeline that after this, and and that's after the... um, story of Nicodemus and such that we just walked through previously. But after this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside from Jerusalem um, and remained there and they were baptizing. Now, um, one thing that I think will be interesting to note is that based on the way the words are, are strung together in these particular verses, it does sort of sound like Jesus himself was baptizing. But John clarifies that in, in the next chapter um, and clarifies that it was actually the disciples of um, Christ who were baptizing, not Jesus himself. Um, and, and we'll talk about that in the future, about the, the significance of that. But bottom line is, he and the disciples were um, baptizing other converts. And John, too, was baptizing um, near Salim because water was plentiful there. So it was excellent um, circumstances for baptism. Now, what is so interesting here is that John goes to the effort of telling us that John the baptizer at this point had not yet been thrown into prison. So basically what, what they're wanting us to understand is that John and Jesus's John the baptizer and Jesus's ministry kind of overlap in this period. 
John has already been bearing witness that this is the son of God. And this is the one that I'm, that I have been preparing the way for, but he still is not in prison. And, um, Jesus too, and his disciples are gaining traction and gaining followers. So, um, of course, for the followers of John the Baptizer, they're a little bit confused here. They're like, wait, um, you baptized this guy, and now he and his disciples are baptizing. And so it talks about how a discussion arose between John and his disciples and a Jew over purification. So they wanted to get some clarity from John the Baptizer, which I think is a little fascinating here that John has been so clear about his mission, his purpose, his goal, that he is is preparing the way for the Lord, right? And he even says, like, you know, they say to him, hey, this person who you bore witness about, look, look what he's doing and look at all these people that are going to him. And, and so John's kind of like, yeah, you yourselves heard me say, I am not Christ, but I've been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. So basically, John the Baptist understands he is not the bridegroom. He has been preparing the way. And I love verses 29, 30, um, where he talks about that this joy of mine is now complete. And we know that John has not had an easy road, and he certainly does not have an easy road to come. And so I just love the humility and the purity of the fact that he's like, this joy of mine, this joy to be this mouthpiece, this joy to be this forerunner for Christ um, is complete because the Christ is here. And so far from being competitive, far from being jealous or resentful, he says, no, look, he's got to increase. I must decrease because why? He is above all. He comes from above and he is above all. He repeats that twice. He who comes from above is above all. And then he who comes from heaven is above all. So I just love this understanding, this very bone deep understanding, soul deep understanding that John ha has of who he is and what his purpose is and how he best glorifies God by delivering on that purpose and, and that it, that he takes joy in that pur purpose rather than simply letting it be a burden um, or something that he actually resents, right? Like that this was something I was called to do, but what if I didn't want to? No, there, there's none of that um, indicated in these verses. John is is not only um, eager to be this forerunner, but, but he takes joy in it. And, and his joy is now complete as he sees Jesus doing exactly what he was called to do. So I think that's just really special. And it's a reminder to me, a conviction to me, that when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, firmly fixed on him and his kingdom and his mission, um, we are far less often likely to stumble over our own selfish ambition um, because we keep our eyes fixed on what is true and what is above, which is above all. And I love to verse 33 and 34. He says, whoever receives his testimony sets a seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God and gives the spirit without measure. I just, again, it's so powerful to me. Um, what it must have been like to walk the earth in this time as disciples of John, as disciples of Jesus, um, but just to see all of this prophecy that they knew so well taking place. Um, and then that it's done with such love and such intention. The Father loves the Son, has given all things into his hand. And let's camp out here in verse 36 for the remainder of our time. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life 
We've heard this, right? We're still in chapter 3 of John. We all know John 3.16. But here it is again. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But, but don't miss the second part of this. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. So yes, we must believe, but that belief, it's not enough to simply just acknowledge it as truth, right? Um, this kind of belief results in obedience. It results in actions. Um, and so that's what John is, is being clear to um convey to us is that um, this eternal life is ours for those who believe there's will not be a judgment for those who believe whereas those who do not believe will perish they will be judged and in previous verses said judged already because they did not believe in the only begotten son of God but whoever does not obey shall not see life. The wrath of God abides on him. Now, this is the only time the word wrath is used in the gospel of John. And so, you know, it's interesting to sit here and kind of consider, I want to challenge you to consider if obey and believe are related. Are they the same? You know, in verse 18, yesterday, John made it clear that one who doesn't believe in Jesus' name has been judged already. But now we see this connection between not obeying and not seeing life with the wrath of God. Not believing brings judgment, and judgment is the wrath of God. So believing is is not simply enough. Believing facts does not necessarily make one saved, but believing truth that changes the mind then our conduct follows and is changed as well. So those who do not obey will face the wrath of God in the future as well as now. And, you know, this is just something I'm sure I've shared it with you before, but it's probably one of the most profound spiritual transformations of my life. When um, a dear friend and mentor basically challenged me that either I trust him or I don't. Either I believe that God is who he says he is. And if I do believe that, then my behavior and my conduct will follow. So if my behavior does not line up with what it should, then I do not believe. I mean, it's really that simple. And so, I, I again, I, I say it all the time, but all day, every day, I say to myself, when, I, when I'm faced with a challenge, when I'm faced with a doubt, when I'm faced with a question, when I'm faced with um, something that doesn't seem fair, I can say to myself, I speak it out loud all day, every day, either I trust you or I don't and I do. I do. And this is what he's talking about. When we believe, when we truly trust that he is the Christ and that he offers eternal life and salvation, then our behavior follows. Our conduct follows. And so um, really, as we kind of wrap up chapter three, the, the overriding thing here is that this is about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not just about head knowledge. It's not just about knowing all the right answers and ticking all the boxes. It's really understanding that he is who he says he is and that we can trust him, that he comes from above, that he bears true witness to what the Lord God has given him, and he gives us the spirit without measure. So today, I just hope as you continue this study, as you continue um, looking at Um, the progression of Jesus's ministry, that you will be challenged and encouraged that you have purpose and that he will fulfill his purpose through you as we believe and as we obey. So I hope that that encourages you today um, and that you will join us back here as we continue in John chapter four. Be blessed. 
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.